Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. Glory to God. What a mighty God we serve, church. What a mighty God we serve. It was in the month of March of 2020, I was in the nation of Guatemala. We were in the soccer stadium. That video we just played was just some of the recent gospel campaigns around the world. The one in Africa, that was in December of 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic. (laughs) But, But listen, in the month of March, we were in the nation of Guatemala and we landed there. And the officials came to us and they said, the government is saying that they may close down this gospel campaign. Back then, the pandemic was just kind of on the early news. Nations were still unsure what this meant. And I went to my room and I I prayed. I said, Lord, I don't know what this is. I I had no idea what was going to happen. But I asked the Holy Spirit. I said, please, Lord, just give me these few days. Don't let them lock down this meeting. Let me preach. Let us reap this harvest. In fact, the little boy, the the clip is so short in in that video, but the little boy, you see him when he begins to walk, he was paralyzed. His foot was twisted up like this. That was from those meetings. Right in the middle when they were trying to lock us down. But I came out of that meeting, I came back to the U.S. and immediately... The nations were going into lockdown. And as an evangelist, I I entered into a moment of confusion. How many have ever felt like that? Where you know what God has told you to do, but the circumstance seems like opposite to what God is telling you to do. You see, I've been telling my staff, this is the hour of the greater harvest. (laughs) I'd moved from prophesying this to now we couldn't even go anywhere. And then the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And he took me to 2 Timothy. 2, 18 and 19. It's an incredible scripture. And Paul is writing to Timothy. And he said, I suffer trouble as an evildoer. He said, even to the point of chains. And when I read that, I realized he was in lockdown. He was in a season of restraint. He was called to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. And now he's in prison. And what he's telling Timothy is, I know to you it may seem like I'm locked down, but don't let the chains fool you. Because his next line is the line that I said, Lord, you're about to do something awesome. He said this. He said, I am in chains, but the word of God cannot be chained. And when I read that, I realized 
The enemy believed that he could lock down the nations, but he cannot lock down the word of God. There's no devil in hell that will stop the kingdom of God from going from glory to glory, from faith to faith. And I'm here to prophesy to somebody right now, the word of God over your life, the prophecy over your family, no devil can lock it down. The word of God cannot be chained. Give God a mighty shout of praise. Yeah. See, Paul said to the Philippians, he said, that my chains are in Christ. See, what the devil meant for evil, God's about to do something that you never thought possible. Listen, I'm not a politician, so I ain't going to preach to your politics. I don't really care about it. I thank God for politicians sometimes. But my eyes are fixed on the king. My eyes are fixed on a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Oh, hallelujah. Cannot be shaken. I said cannot be shaken. See, when God speaks to me, see, some people, I know some of you, you come and tell me that, you know, like God tells you what color jeans to wear and what cereal you're going to have on a Monday morning. You, can't, you people scare me. Super spiritual. Like, I'm like, Lord, you tell them what to have for breakfast? See, when God normally speaks to me, it's normally about the kingdom. It's normally about advancing. It's about taking territory. And you see, the devil's trying to tell the church, you just settle down. You just survive. And God's telling me, no, tell my church, it's about to take some territory. See, Paul said to the Philippians, he said, my chains are in Christ, but now the brethren, because of my chains, they are preaching the gospel with great boldness. And I believe that out of this church, there's coming a boldness upon you like you've never seen before because God is about to do something mighty, not only in the United States, but across the nations of the world. Can you say amen? At the end of 2020, in fact, I don't know whether this was significant, but it was during the U.S. election. I was in my office. It was the early hours of the morning, and I was praying for America. Now, I'm a British guy, okay? I was born in the U.K., but when I came to the U.S., that was in 2000. And 10, and the Bay of the Holy Spirit revival broke out with Pastor John Kilpatrick and miracles, just incredible miracles. If you've never seen any of those miracles, you need to watch them. Incredible move of God. Lasted two and a half years, changed my life. But I became a U.S. citizen. I met my wife, Rachel, who's here. Rachel, will you stand and say hi to everyone? Please pray for her. She has to put up with me 24 hours a day. That woman needs strength from the Lord, amen? But at the end of 2020, I was interceding. I knew, you see, in that meeting, I remember that people were kind of speaking the, the, the Pledge of Allegiance. 
And I was under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I said, Lord, what's happening to me? And I suddenly realized I wasn't pledging allegiance to a flag. I was making a covenant with the Lord that I would fight for this nation. I would fight for this generation because God's not done with America. I said, God is not done with America. And it was during the election and I could feel this fight. I'm not political, but there was a fight over the nation. You, could you feel it? And I was in my office. It was the early hours of the morning. And the power of God came into my office. And why I said is, is when God speaks to me normally, there are landmark moments that I never forget. And I shook under the power of the Holy Spirit. Just on my own, in my office, I was weeping uncontrollably. And I'm not a... I'm not a, a minister that really, you know, I don't have many dreams. I don't have open visions. But this was so real to me. I heard the sound of an alarm. It sounded like a warship. You know the kind of siren that... And I heard it as real as you're hearing my voice right now. And it shook me to my core because the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, Nathan, son, sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. And it went over and over and over again. And I knew that the chapter was turning. Something was changing around the world. It's like... When it comes to the last days that Jesus spoke about, we just turned the page. We were stepping into that new era. Now this might not be a Sunday morning message, but it's something we need to hear, church. Because what we're facing right now, I know some of you are saying, well, we're just getting over a pandemic and it's all going to go back to normal. No, I got news to you. No, it's not. Jesus said that these are the signs of the times. In other words, this should be an awakening to your spirit, to your heart, to the call on your life. You know, Jesus said, in the gospel of Luke, he said that such times would come that men's hearts would fail them. Now, I can't dress it up any better than this. In other words, people will fall dead. Literally, at what they see coming upon the earth. Now church, I don't know whether you don't know this or whether you do know this. But we are living in these times right now where we must be awakened. Your faith must be awakened. Your fire must be burning like never before. Nice little services where we come in and just have a little nice get together and we drink tea and we drink coffee. That's not, you listen, your, your, your latte, mocha, whatever you have you, you, with your sprinkles on, that's not going to get you through where we're facing right now. We got to have a move of God. I said we got to have a move of God. We got to have a boldness come upon us right here, right now. We got to have a move of God this Sunday, right here at this altar, today in Jesus' mighty name. Can you say amen? Now you got me preaching. 
See, Jesus warned us. He said in Matthew 24, he said, do not be deceived. He didn't say it once. He repeated it. In other words, such deception would come upon a generation. This is not my message, by the way. This is just the Holy Ghost. I'm just going with him. But do you hear me? What's happening in America right now, it's not a political argument. We got a generation right now. Do you know that hell is trying to strip even the identity of God's creation? And I ain't going to go there because I ain't political. I'm just going to, you know, a preacher once said to me, he said, Nathan, put out the word of God and hide behind it. Don't give them your opinion. Don't give them your emotion. Put out the word and hide behind the word. And my Bible tells me that God made male and female in the image of God. He made them. Whether you like it or not, that is the Bible. And listen, I'm not attacking anybody. I love you. I love you. But I'm not called to please you. I'm called to preach the word. It's the word. And God loves you. And he made you with a purpose. And he made you with his mighty hand. He knew you before you were in your mother's womb. Don't get your identity from the world. Come to Jesus. He'll show you who he made you to be. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Because if you don't know who you are, the devil will lie to you enough that you believe the lie. And there's a destiny over your life. See, Jesus warned us. He said there's coming such deception that if it were possible, even the elect would be deceived. That means it's going to try and look like him. It's going to try and sound like him, but it won't be him. And that's why Jesus said, my sheep shall know my voice. That means you got to have ears to ear and you got to have eyes to see. I'm talking about a church that knows who they have chosen, that who have they have followed, and they know in whom they have believed. Somebody say amen in this house. See, I, I got to get, I, I got to get to my preach. I just heard the Holy Spirit speak to me. Pastor Alice, you know, I believe God is about... He just spoke to me. He said, the war room. Tell them the war room, the war room. See, I don't know whether there's going to be some intercession begin to rise up in this place. A war room, a war room. God said, prepare the war room. See, that's the hour in which we're living in right now. I'm, I'm believing God. I can't go into the gospel crusades anymore, just me and myself and my little team. No, i got to take people that will sit under that pulpit and they'll cry out to God because this is war. And we got to fight for a generation. And we got to see God move in the way he said he would move and begin to proclaim like never before, unashamed, Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation (laughs) 
You want me to preach the sermon, Lord? See, I'm going to read the text. I'm going to read the text. I want you to go to Acts 14. Acts 14. I'm going to read. I tell you, God's going to move mightily in this place today. (laughs) How many want the fire of the Holy Spirit this morning? Can you say amen? Amen. Acts 14. I'm going to read from verse 5. I'm going to read a few verses, then I'm going to jump to verse 19. I feel such a mighty anointing up here. Let me read verse 4. But the multitude of the city was divided, part sided with the Jews and part with the apostles. And when a violent attempt was made by both the Gentiles and the Jews and their rulers to abuse and stone them, they became aware of it and fled to Lystra and Derbe, cities of Lyconia and to the surrounding region. And they were preaching the gospel there. Oh, hallelujah. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from mother's womb who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Verse 19. Then Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there. And having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city. Supposing he was dead. However, everyone say however. When the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city. And the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, say many. They returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and saying, we must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. Father, speak to our hearts. Let your glory fall in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to preach to you just some thoughts on a subject that I just said, left for dead, but the stones will testify. Left for dead, but the stones will testify. See, I need to get right into this message. I think I got about 14 minutes, so pray for a miracle. But I believe what the Lord just wants to speak, he's already been speaking. Can you say amen? I just want to get right into what God wants us to deal with this morning. Because I believe after this message, God's going to move mightily in this place. When you know who you are, then you realize 
that you're not here by accident. What your family are facing, what the nation's facing, what the nations are facing. We must realize that God, you see the Bible says that that antichrist spirit is already at work. We feel the spirit of antichrist rising in the nations, in culture. But scripture says in Thessalonians, it says that the spirit of Antichrist is already at work. That spirit of lawlessness. But the Bible says that he who now restrains him will do so until he's taken out of the way. That means the Holy Spirit, the church of Jesus Christ... The Lord is restraining that spirit of Antichrist because we have a window of time in order to fulfill that which God has already ordained. We have a window of harvest, a window of time. And when we stand before God, we will answer for this window right here. See, you're a living stone. Scripture says in Ephesians 2.19, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and with members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Listen, if you hear preaching these days, and Jesus is not the center if the gospel is not the source, then you better run from that message. It's all about Christ. He is the chief cornerstone. There is no foundation other than Jesus Christ and him crucified. In whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a temple of the Lord. In whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of, the, of God in the spirit. Do you understand that you are a living stone? You've been divinely positioned. And in these days, we better realize that there's a fight for a generation. We got to know what we believe. And when you know in what you believe, you've got to be willing that you would even die for it. Well, that might be a bit deep, right? I've gone too far, right? But you see, the lockdown, I was telling pastor, I think I said it last night. In the UK, I think also maybe in California this was happening. But during the lockdown... The government said to nations across Europe, listen, we're going to let you gather, but you can't sing. I'm going to say that again, yeah? You can gather, but you can't sing. Hmm. Hmm, that reminds me of a story. When Jesus was entered into Jerusalem, and the disciples were praising God. And the Pharisees, they said of the disciples, tell them to be quiet. Tell them to shut up. Keep quiet. You can, you, you can gather around Jesus, but you got to 
Jesus turned and he said, if they don't praise me, if those living stones don't open their mouth, then even the rocks will cry out. Even the rocks will testify of who I am. See, I called my daddy. I said, are you serious? He said, yeah, the government said that churches can gather, but we can't sing. I nearly rolled over because I was thinking of the apostles that were dragged, the apostles that were beaten, crucified upside down. And if you would have told those disciples, listen, <laughs> we're in a really tough season, you can't sing, they would have said, get out of here. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I'm going to praise God. I am a living stone. See, the Bible says that you've been called as a living stone to proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Yeah. Because the enemy is coming to silence you. To put fear in you. I'm not political. I'm not a doctor. But one thing I know about COVID-19, if you're living in fear, you need to break that this morning. You need to open your mouth and you need to start praising God until that fear has to let you go. And you realize that if you don't praise him, the rocks will cry out. <laughs> the rocks would cry out. The Bible says that... Jesus said that the rocks would immediately cry out. See, I'm dealing with some spirits this morning. I'm dealing with the spirit of fear. I'm dealing with that antichrist spirit that wants to silence you. Like you've got to be ashamed about preaching the word of God. Oh, we'll, we'll let you gather. We'll let you have a little talk. We'll, we might let you have a sing song. But don't preach. Don't preach the gospel. Don't offend anybody. I don't know what's got into me this morning, but this is not in my notes. But I tell you, church, we are living stones. I got to get into the word. I got six minutes, Lord. I'm going to go through this real quickly because it got me thinking. I wondered, I, I just started to think for a moment. I said, Lord, because I'm going to get to the scripture in the book of Acts in a minute. But I started to think, I said, Lord, what if the rocks did cry out? What if the rocks could cry out to this generation right now? I wonder what they'd say. See, I know that there were 12 stones in the book of Joshua when the children of Israel came to the Jordan and it was swelling. And God said to that generation, if you will take the ark, if you'll take the glory and step out, I'll do something that is the impossible. I'll make a way where there seems to be no way. In fact, when God did that miracle, he said to the children of Israel, I want you to set 12 stones. As a, as a memorial that I'm a way maker. 
See, if those stones, if those stones could testify, they'd tell you right now, even though the world says you're locked down, things are not going back to normal, God would say, if you're willing to step out, I'm a way maker. I'll make a way where there seems to be no way. See, I rebuke every opposition over your life. I rebuke every situation that is trying to hold you down and make you believe that, well, this will do. No, it won't do. The promises of God are yes and amen. God is about to make a way. If you believe it, give God a mighty shout of praise. Yeah. I'm not going to have a chance to give you detail in this, so I'm just going to go through it. But there are 12 stones that Elijah would tell you about. Those stones, those 12 stones, Elijah built an altar. And he said to the prophets of Baal, my God will answer by fire. My God, if you build an altar, he'll send the fire. He'll send the move. He'll send the wind. He'll send glory. He'll send the word. My God still answers by fire. Those stones would cry out. If you build the altar, he'll come. If you build the altar, he'll come. This morning, you don't realize it. I'm preaching to you. Right now, I'm building an altar because he's going to come and he's going to answer by fire in Jesus' mighty name. I got to move on, but there are five stones that would testify over a shepherd boy named David. Those five stones, as he bent down and got them from the brook Cherith, they would testify that a stone in the hand of the anointed is about to take a giant out. You see, people have asked me, why five stones? I asked the same question until I started studying the book of 2 Samuel. Theologians will tell you that either Goliath had a brother and he had three sons, or Goliath had four brothers. Either way, five stones was prophetic. Because David was saying, I ain't just going to take out this giant. God's anointed me to take out giants that are going to come against my children and my children's children, even to the fourth generation. Because what God's about to do, he's going to... See, I'm here to prophesy to somebody right now. David said to that giant, you come to me with sword and spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. This morning in Jesus' name, living stones, if you would praise him, some giants are about to fall. Hallelujah. Yeah, that spirit of Pharaoh is still trying to hold the people in bondage and fear. 
That spirit of Goliath still stands seeking to intimidate and mock the children of God. The spirit of Jezebel still seeks that a generation would hide in caves. The spirit of Absalom is seeking to break up homes, churches, and marriages in what is divided may be plundered. While the spirit of Antichrist is moving to undermine and pollute and water down the preaching of the gospel of Christ. But I got news for the devil. There is one spirit that is more powerful than all those spirits combined. He is the Holy Spirit. The spirit of life, the spirit of truth, the spirit of peace, the spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. That is why Zechariah said, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Giants are about to fall. Can you say hallelujah? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All five are going down in Jesus' name. I don't have time to go into this, but if you study what Israel did, they took all the giants out from generation to generation. What David did that day was a proclamation to all of hell. And those, those stones would cry out to you this morning, if you can speak it as a living stone, why don't you prophesy, not just over your marriage, not just over your home, but over your children and your children's children, that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I got to quickly, I got to quickly, I got to quickly. Yeah, there, there, there's some stones in John chapter 8. These stones were in the hands of the religious of the day. These stones would testify that they were about to be hauled hurled into an adulterous woman these stones would be thrown in order to kill her but these stones would testify the stones should have been thrown but the voice of the one that said he who is without sin cast the first stone he was the voice of the one that would take that adulterous woman's sin and she, he would nail it to a cross and through his blood those stones would no longer have any power over that woman's life she would be born again free from every accusation from every stone that could be hurled and I'm here to tell you those stones would testify that the blood of Jesus has lost none of its power it's still able to cleanse every stain by the way if this was a longer sermon I'd deal with those of you that came to church with a stone in your hand wow. 
I said, I deal with those of you by the Holy Spirit that came with your stones. Because while ever you're holding a stone, you make room for the devil to bind you with bitterness and unforgiveness. You give him access. Let me tell you right now, let it go. Forgive them in Jesus' name. Listen to the testimonies of the stones that would cry out. Don't hold the stone. Let it go. Because when you let it go, you let them go. And when you let them go, there comes a freedom and a peace and a joy and a healing in your life. Somebody give God a mighty shout of praise. I said give God a mighty shout of praise. there's so many stones that I just got to deal with one because this stone's the most famous of them all there was a stone I love that I was going to preach on that by the way this lady she can preach my sermon next week she she's giving me the the next part of my sermon I'm like thank you Lord feed me feed me See, there is a stone that I got to talk about. Because as soon as I preach about this, I got to go just for two seconds and preach about Paul. But there was a stone that was rolled over the tomb. <laughs> See, that stone would testify that the Pharisees hated him. The Pharisees wanted to kill him. But they couldn't find any fault in him. Death could not bind him. Graves could not hold him. That stone would testify that the angel said, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He has risen. He is alive forevermore. That stone would cry out, he has risen above every principality and power. He's risen above death, hell, and the grave. He snatched the sting out of death and victory out of the grave. He's risen with all power in his hands. Angels began to sing. Heaven began to rejoice because he that was dead is alive forevermore. He's the resurrection and the life, the Lord, the roaring lion of the tribe of Judah. And if God can raise Christ from the dead there is nothing that is dead in you that he cannot raise to life give God a radical praise keyboard player come 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 you say but evangelist you said all of that but you never dealt with the scripture I'm glad you said that Paul had just seen a great miracle. He went into the city preaching, but the stones had already begun to fly. You see, the stones would cry out. But these stones came to kill. And you see... Paul preaches, he sees a mighty miracle and the next minute he's stoned and they drag him out of the city and the Bible says that they supposed that he was dead. 
but the devil always makes a mistake. This is one of my old ones, but it works. He made a mistake when he put Paul and Silas in jail. The mistake was not that he put them in jail. The mistake was that he put them in the same cell. Because Jesus had already said where two or three are gathered in my name. <laughs> See, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians that if the principalities would have known, the rulers of this age would have known, they would have never have crucified the king of glory. The devil made a mistake. He thought the cross was his idea. And he made a mistake when he stoned Paul. Because if he would have listened to the stones, they'd have cried out, he might look dead, but it ain't over. It ain't over. See, I'm preaching to somebody right now that the stones hit you and they hit you hard. And you feel like people left you for dead. Isn't it funny that people will come around you while ever you're the blessed one? But in a moment where it feels like you're lying in the dirt, you've been left for dead. Once the favorite, now you've been dragged, kicked. It's funny, the people that were once singing with you no longer sing with you, huh? See, this morning the power of God's going to fall in this place. It's not just going to heal. He's not just going to restore. He's going to raise some things that were left for dead. Oh, I don't want an applause. You want to give God a radical praise because the living stones need to prophesy right now. What was dead is about to come to life. See, quickly, quickly, quickly. My brother, my brother, my brother, my brother. Give me, you, come. Scott, come here. See, the Bible says that Paul, he was stoned, he was bleeding. And they left him for dead. Hell thought, we got him this time. But the Bible says that the disciples gathered around him. You see, this morning, there are some people we need to gather around. Because everybody says they're left for dead. But God said it ain't over. I said, God says, it ain't over for you yet. No, there's a word still living on the inside of you. And the Bible says that as the, as the disciples gathered around him, that Paul leapt to his feet. You see, the Bible says that Paul... 
he got up and he started preaching again he goes back to the place that tried to kill him and he said this many are the tribulations of the righteous we must go through many tribulations and then he said this enter the kingdom of God when I read that grammatically it seems wrong it should say enter the kingdom of God. You have to go through many tribulations to enter the kingdom. It doesn't say that. It says you have to go through many tribulations. Enter the kingdom of God. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Was it that Paul was saying this? You got to make a decision. You're going to go through tribulations. But you got to decide. I'm going to enter the kingdom of God. In other words, I ain't going to lay here. I ain't going to die here. I'm going to get up. Because the stones would testify. When the devil said it's over, God says, no, I've only just begun. Give God a mighty shout of praise. See, I finish with this. Micah says, do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. Proverbs 24, 16 says, For a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. I'm here to tell somebody, you can be bound by sin, but you can still rise. You may be broken, depressed, oppressed, but you can still rise. You may be misunderstood, discouraged, lonely, confused, broken, grieving, addicted, but you can still rise. You may feel like you've been betrayed, isolated, disappointed, angry, perplexed, but you can still rise. I'm trying to preach to somebody in the best way that I know how. You're trying is only temporary your failure is not final your condition is not your conclusion every barrier today will become a breakthrough for tomorrow and your perseverance through it will produce your praise I'm trying to tell somebody right now in the name of Jesus get up get up on your feet let the living stones cry out that we serve a God of new beginnings Give God a radical shout of praise. Give Him praise. Give Him praise. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.